Hey guys, Zach Williams here with the Sumner County Football Coaches Show podcast. And as we are getting ready to start the show, I want you to know a couple things. One, our proud sponsor, Demas's in Hendersonville, 161 Indian Lake Boulevard. They are not only where we do the show live on Facebook that you can see if you go to our WHIN Radio Facebook, but also they are the proud sponsor of the Sumner County Football Coaches Show podcast, so where we'll be doing it every week there at 161 Indian Lake Boulevard. And they have a couple new things coming out. One is a brand new menu guys they have brand new food they i mean already their food was great but they are now adding on to that and they are making it better so go check out their brand new menu also they have catering available guys catering a lot of people don't realize that they do great catering and they haven't even used them before but they are awesome place for catering and then also a new happy hour a new happy hour that they're gonna put on so keep your eyes peeled for the new happy hour and last but not least they are changing their logo a little bit you'll be able to see a different logo if you go on to the sumner county football show podcast you actually see that green logo for demas's and that is their new logo. And you know why they're doing that? Green to represent freshness because of the new fresh menu that they are going to have. And they want you to enjoy it. So make sure you're going to Demas's at 161 Indian Lake Boulevard. Proud sponsor of the Sumner County Football Coaches Show. Let's go ahead and get into the show, guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Sumner County Football High School Football Coaches podcast and videocast on Facebook Live. I did it a second time and right. almost got it right. A lot of things to cover here tonight, as we were talking about just a moment ago. Coach Chad Watson from Gallatin High School is here. James Beasley from Hendersonville Commandos and Justin Geisinger from Pope John Paul will be here tonight live with us to talk high school football. Some big games coming up. Zach, let's go through the list of Sumner County games. Uh, a couple of big ones lead things off, and it's with the four big schools uh, in Sumner County tomorrow because Hendersonville and Beach are going to get together at Hendersonville. And Gallatin on the road at Mount Juliet. Those are four longtime rival games, or four longtime rival schools, two longtime rival games, Hendersonville and Beach, obviously, in the same town. And then back in the 70s and 80s, some great games, Gallatin and Mount Juliet getting together one more time. Of course, uh, Mount Juliet, a 6A squad like Hendersonville, yep. while Gallatin and Beach are 5A. So two teams playing up to 6A schools, two of the better 6A schools in Middle Tennessee in Hendersonville and Mount Juliet, and two of the better 5A teams in Middle Tennessee, in Beach and Gallatin, I would say. Then we've got Westmoreland. The Eagles go on the road to White's Creek tomorrow night. Pope John in, uh, what do they call it? The Is it the Bishop's Cup? Is the that, Bishop's Cup, yes. The, they are on the, or on the road, yes, at Father Ryan. Springfield comes to Station Camp, and then White House at Hunter's Lane. So if you're looking for football in Sumner County tomorrow night, only two places to go. You've got to go to Hendersonville, or you've got to go to Station Camp if you want to stay in county. Those yep. are the only two locations. Everybody else will be on the road. And, of course, I'm expecting a great crowd tomorrow night over at Mount Juliet. We have one of those every year over there. Fantastic place to go and watch a football game. If you've never been and you want to see Mount Juliet, Gallatin, go over there. Of course, Hendersonville is going to be jam-packed, I know, tomorrow oh, night between man. Beach, who comes in undefeated, and Hendersonville now sporting a 2 and one record. The, the tough opening loss to Oakland aside, uh, this is a Hendersonville team that's playing much better, and I expect that to be a whale of a ball game. Yeah, I mean – one, you can't underestimate. Of course, we'll talk with it with Coach James Beasley, but you can't under undervalue one. I mean, you have one week you're going in station camp. That's who you're playing, and in a rivalry, as they call it, that one is the rivalry week, as it is. And then you have after that, you have Beach coming in the next week. I mean, these are two strong programs, and one Hendersonville coming off a big win at station camp. I mean, and you're seeing players who played phenomenal against station camp that we hadn't seen so far through this season, and it, it's. 
it can't be said enough. Joe Townsend, my color man Joe, who is a uh, uh, former, of course, commando, he talks about he. I got him onto a rant almost, if you will, on uh, last week during the station camp game that it was just he was he 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 was like it's it's beach. He was like it's beach week. That's just what it is. And the Battle of Hendersonville, as they call it, kind of uh, like station camp in Gallatin yeah, a couple of weeks ago the when Mayor's they met. Cup. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Same, just, same kind of thing. It has a flare in the air. It just it's a little bit different. I mean, of course, myself too, and being a Hendersonville alumni, it, it's beach week was different. It was just a different. You focus. were paroled. You didn't graduate. <laughs> but you know that, that's the thing with, and that's what Joe told me is that the players. They're, they are – there's a different level of focus. Right. There's a different level of, of intensity that comes into it. And in my senior year, and, and Joe said about it on Station Camp Broadcast uh, last week, it was – that was, Tennessee hadn't beat Beach in many years. It was four, maybe five years in that stretch. And then our senior year, he, we ended up beating Beach. And then it was a goal line stand right at the last seconds of fourth quarter. So I mean, it was even more hyped up. And then now you have this program ever since Hendersonville moved up in the in, in the uh, divisions and everything with six A up to six A now. Uh, it, it's still it's still such a touted rivalry. And there's some people still that think Beach can maybe move up into six A. Well, Beach, I think in Gallatin will probably get there sooner rather than later, uh, unless the new high school comes in and, and drastically changes numbers. I think True. we're probably looking at the big four schools in Sumner County all being 6A and probably all being in the same region with Mount Juliet, Wilson Central, and Lebanon to round that thing out would be a seven-team. Good region, not a lot of travel involved in that. You mentioned Station Camp a minute ago. They're at home playing host to Springfield. The Bison looking for what would be their first win of the season after some tough losses, obviously. Uh, Hendersonville and Gallatin amongst those uh, in the early portion of the schedule for those guys. So Springfield coming in, that's a good football team in Springfield. Tough night for the Bison, but they do have that game at home, and hopefully they can get on the winning side of the ledger. I mentioned Westmoreland there at White's Creek, uh, White House at Hunter's Lane. Westmoreland and White's Creek, I don't know a lot about White's Creek this year. They usually have athletes and probably have some speed. That might be a tough matchup for Westmoreland. White House at Hunter's Lane, I've got to take White House in that one. Hunter's Lane, though they did get a big win uh, last week, I still think this is a Hunter's Lane program that's uh, got a ways to go to get where they need to be uh, to compete in the 5A classification where they are now. And then, of course, uh, Pope John and Father Ryan, that uh, the Bishop's Cup, that should be uh, all you got to say about that when the two oh, Catholic one. schools get together. This is it, Father Ryan. Well, of course, but it should be a fun night for those guys as well down there. Last year, JP2, I, I was calling the JP2 games last year, and I've been lucky enough for the past two years to to, to call the, the Bishop Cup one. The first year, it was there at Father Ryan, and then last year it was back here in Hendersonville up on the Shining City on the Hill, as they call it. And uh, there, once again, it's it's that. It's, it's just it's a little bit more. The focus is a little bit different. And, and of course, how it ended last year as Ben Nixon drove down the field to end it up. And I believe it was the, the what do they call it, the Friday night game of the week. Friday night lights. Yeah. The Friday, Friday night rivals. Friday, Friday night, night rivals. rivals. That's what yes. it was. And so it already had enough intensity on it. And, of course, JP2 wins it on a game-winning drive by Ben Nixon late in the fourth uh, from a 12-yard pass to, I believe, I'm forgetting who it was, but still, it was it, it was the way that you would expect the game right. to go. A great ending to a great ball game, exactly. and you always like to have those. Uh, it just makes the game better for fans, maybe not for coaches, but for certainly for fans and for players and broadcasters when it's a great finish to a ball game, as opposed to what I've had the pleasure of being part of the last two weeks, where Gallatin fifty to nothing over Station Camp, and then last week forty nine fourteen over 
Hillsboro, there wasn't a lot of suspense at the end of the ball game. You know, how, how rude of Gallatin to win by those margins. I know Coach Watson, maybe he might feel it a little bit better on his end, but <laughs> to not even, I mean, what is what are they putting in the water? I think we talked about it. Who, what was the juice? Who had the juice? Uh, oh, that was Coach Atkins. Yeah, he's yes. putting Michael's secret stuff in everybody's And he still hasn't him. brought any up to me in the, in the booth before, <laughs> and I mentioned it last week, saw him before the game on the sideline. He said, I'll get you some. I- I'm still waiting, so I'm going to have to go by the high school and, and check in on that uh, probably Friday during the day before we head over to Mount Juliet. But, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, been an, it's been a fun start to the season for pretty much everybody. I, it every, really has everybody, been. Other than yeah. Hendersonville, of course, having the one game against Oakland and the, and the monster that is Oakland. Uh, other than that, I mean, really, Station Camp has Station had their Station Camp is the team that struggled, and, yes. And, you know, even Westmoreland finding a lot of success here on our WHIN radio network uh, this season. So it's been it's been much better. It's been, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see it all happening. Of course, like I said, we'd like Station Camp to go up, but Station Camp also facing a lot of our inside network rivals as it is. But, uh, yeah. Well, that's why it's Sumner County football, and it's been that this way. Uh, and I'll go back, and I don't want to go too far uh, off field here, but back when I was a youth and in high school here, Way back. Uh, there, there was no beach, for mm-hmm. starters, at the beginning. Beach then came in uh, in 1981 or 80, I believe 81, and mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, forgive me, uh, to my beach friends and alumni. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Guy Neal will text me in a minute and say, ah, oh, it was this, because he was part of the, the beach squads back then, but uh, – Hendersonville and Gallatin were obviously the big thing. Station Camp wasn't in existence. You had White House. You had Westmoreland. Pope John wasn't here. So it was less uh, teams in Sumner County. As the county's grown and more schools have evolved and what we've got with Beach and Station Camp now and uh, Pope John coming in, Mm -hmm. it's changed a lot. But back in those days, only one team from each district got to go to the state playoffs at the time. There was no two or three or now as there are four teams from each region uh, going to the playoffs you won your region right. and you went or you didn't get to go at all so with the growth of the state that's where it's kind of evolved into one having the 6a because back then it was only three classifications single a double a triple a and the private schools were part of it there was no split with that that came about in the early to mid 90s of course uh, supreme court brentwood academy sued the TSSAA. it went all the way to the supreme court that's well documented you can go look that up if you don't know about all of that. Hey, but you're teaching me right Yeah, there's, now. A, there's a history <laughs> of, of stuff uh, with, uh, with sports and how kind of it's evolved to where it is today mm-hmm. uh, with the TSSAA. And then certainly, again, the growth of the state has caused a lot of these things to change. More schools, obviously, in Sumner County, in Metro, in Williamson County, in mm-hmm. Rutherford County, Wilson County. It used to be Mount Juliet and Lebanon. Now you've got Wilson Central. There's another school being built over there that's going to be coming in and will find its way into one of the classifications once yeah. it's up and, and working there. So That's going to be very interesting. Yeah, too, uh, just I, a, a lot of evolution, if you will. So much. And so what, what are we currently in the Sumner County area? We're at seven teams total or is it eight? It's eight teams. Uh, it's, it's eight. with And then, of course, you've got uh, – I mentioned Coach Jeff Porter last Friday night, former White House head mm-hmm. coach, called me last week. He and I spoke for about 45 minutes on the phone. He is the athletic director at a private school in White House that plays eight-man football. But the future for that school and or program, eventually they want to get into the TSSAA and get into 11-man football. It's a K-12 through school. They don't have enough enrollment to do that, so they play eight-man football right now. But we could be looking at another school there. And then, obviously, the Liberty Creek situation with the the new school that's being built uh, out between – 
beach and station camp right. and Gallatin out in that kind of triangle area out there. Uh, we'll add another school as well eventually. Who so. do you want to call is going to be the rival of that school? You know, I don't know. We'll just have to let that let, let that, that evolve, evolve. And, and kind of see how what happens. How does that happen? You know, how does how do you find the rival? Because Hendersonville and Gallatin, like you said, it's the history. Well, it's they they there. were the history, right? When Beach came in, Beach was a split of Hendersonville uh, kids. A lot of the Hendersonville kids right. then went to Beach, so that became a natural rival there. Mm-hmm. Station Camp comes in; it's in the Gallatin city limits. There were several kids initially when it came in that left the Gallatin High School and went to Station Camp, so that kind of became a rival. But even as big as Station Camp is, I don't know that it's overtaken Hendersonville as a rivalry game in that sense. Right. Simply because of the length of the time Hendersonville and Gallatin have been playing. Now, don't get me wrong, Station Camp's right there with it, and Beach is right there with it because Beach is a region game. Right, right. So that adds to what that rivalry is. And, of course, you've got Gallatin-Mount Juliet that we'll see on Friday night that's been a longstanding rivalry game as well. So Gallatin and Hendersonville have a lot of rival games that they play, and the other teams put perhaps different amounts of importance on it when they see those teams. Obviously, Station Camp is big from the Station Camp perspective. As I mentioned, Gallatin-Hendersonville, I think, is probably still a bigger bigger rivalry, certainly for the older folks that have been around that can remember back in the 70s and, and 80s and then even into the 90s and, and today where for so many years when Coach Short was at Gallatin, Hendersonville didn't, didn't beat them off right. very, very often. In fact, I think Coach Short only lost to Hendersonville one time in his tenure at Gallatin High School. So uh, that kind of gives you an idea. But that's you know, going back into history and all and kind of how those rivalries have come about. And, again, I think there's a different level of importance depending on who you talk to and w- with which school. Okay. Cool. Well, do we want to go ahead and get Gallatin up here? I think I we do. Coach, Coach Watson, Watson he, he finished his salad. His meal hasn't come out yet. so That's the perfect – that's the sweet exactly. spot for us here at Demos. Get him, get him right in so he's not too full. Exactly. But, yeah, he's got a little something in there so he's, so he's good to go. Coach Chad Watson, thanks for being with us again this week. Uh, let's start with congratulations, obviously. A big win last week. Uh, one, it was a win, but two, it was a region win, the first of the year. Undefeated 3-0, and but 1-0 and in region play. And you've set yourself up now where you're in a position, obviously, to control your own destiny. You've got games with Hillwood, with, Station, or with the Hunters Lane, excuse me, and with Glencliff that – you should be favored in, and you should be expected to win. You get through those games, you're looking at potentially a region matchup down the road with Beach. Obviously, you've got Mount Juliet and some other things on the plate before that, but that's the most important part in the region because that's what's going to set you up in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. We told our guys going into that game against uh, against Hillsboro that it was super important, most important game we played so far this year because it had playoff implications. It had region implications. Uh, I thought our guys' focus was really, really good. And, I, I mean, I'm happy with where we are right now, but we just got to continue to work to improve week in and week out. What was the biggest takeaway for you as a coach when you go back and watch the film from that game and kind of how it played out? Um, I really liked our kids' physicality. Um, you look at some of the people we've scrimmaged preseason and also Hillsboro as far as the uh, physical presence that those guys look like. I mean, they were a big group of kids, a big athletic group of kids, but I, our kids didn't shy away. We continued to play physical, and that's what we want to identify ourselves with is a physical brand of football. Yeah, that left tar- right tackle, 65, from Hillsboro. He was a monster. Yeah, he looked like he could could suit up for the time physically. Now, he's not, you know, as a, I think he's a junior. Yeah. Uh, not physically ready to play at the NFL, but certainly size-wise, you could put him in a Titan uniform and he wouldn't be out of place. Yeah, he, he was a legit 6'5", 6'6". I mean, he he was a Division One. He had a Division One body for sure, and uh, 
Yeah, I'm excited. Our kids got after them and competed and didn't feel overwhelmed or didn't feel like the moment was too big for them. You told me the key you thought going in was control Covington, the, the outstanding tailback Brian Covington. You guys did that and did it well. Yeah, we did. Um, our kids, we keyed in on them all week. And um, our kids take pride in that they kind of had a chip on the shoulder that they want to prove that Briggs was the better back. And um, I think we did that. I mean, as far as it's a team effort and it takes the offensive line and the defensive unit to control the other back, but it goes back to our kids are trying to play for each other and take pride in uh, showcasing our guy instead of the other teams. Now, not that – and I don't know Spencer. I've had a conversation with him a time or two. But how do you as a coach look at what he's done numbers-wise? I think 749 is the number. 734. 734, I'm sorry. 66 carries, 734, nine touchdowns through three games. How do you kind of manage his – mindset if you will on what he's been able to accomplish so far because obviously with Mount Juliet coming up this week with Hendersonville in front of you Wilson Central Beach those numbers that we've seen in those last two ball games specifically from him will be tough to attain against those types of teams yeah I mean uh, Spencer's a mature kid Spencer's been playing he's got to play a lot of football last year and he got to play a lot of football as a sophomore and um just having conversations with him and helping him realize that the bullseye on you is getting bigger and bigger, but it's not just about you. It's about the guys around you and us supporting. And um, we have other guys that can make plays on the offensive side of the ball. And if they load the box to stop you, then it's going to open up things for Solomon and Jaden and uh, Luke and Isaiah. It's just um, taking what the defense gives us and being able to exploit it. And that goes back to Coach Wilson calling plays and uh, studying the defense. We feel comfortable with all 11 guys on the offensive side of the ball, and we know everybody out there can make a play if we need them to. You you used the word defense. And as well as the offense that's played and things have clicked and obviously the numbers that Briggs has put up through three ball games, I think the strength of this team has actually been the defense. You've given up 21 points through three ball games, seven to Lebanon, none at station camp, and two scores, 14 points last week against an offense that had a lot of speed and playmaking ability on on the field, but yet you were able to to hold them, and one of those touchdowns came late in the ball game. Yeah, I mean, our defensive – I can't brag on our coaching staff enough. Uh, Broderick and Clemens do a great job. They work their butts off. Um, Our kids buy into everything we're doing. It's complicated. There's a lot of information. Um, Our kids are smart. Uh, The first thing I'm going to say about our defensive unit is they are really, really intelligent kids because we're throwing a lot of stuff at them. It's almost like a foreign language when you listen to those guys talk about what they're doing. And it goes back to – um, our kicker has done some good things as far as like the Lebanon game. You look a lot of – a big reason why we only gave up seven points because he's flipping the field. He punted the ball over 50 yards a couple times now. Um, me and him did have a, a little heart-to-heart when he kicked it to Covington. Um, but I don't think <laughs> yeah, that's that going to be – Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem anymore. But it, it's a team effort, and those guys are doing a lot of good things. And Coach Atkins is doing a lot of good things and special teams to put us in a good position to make them drive the distance of the field. What uh, – what is too many points? <laughs> I mean, you're really. I mean, at some point, you, I, I don't know. I don't know the record books, the official, but I mean, you got to be totals throughout the season. Your, your points right now are going crazy. Um, we just want to continue to be the best version of us, and we worry about executing each and every drive. And um, as long as we got one more than the other team, we never have too many points. I mean, that's we just want to find a way to win. I, lo- I love that answer. I really yeah, do yeah. because I mean, it, it is. It's been very impressive just to see the. I don't want to say the change and what's happened ever since taking over your tenure here, but I mean, what you, the way that you're talking about the kids, I think, is really impressive. You keep, I've heard it now, not only just you, but the entire staff over the co- last couple of weeks we've done this, talking about how smart they are, how, you know, I mean, they, they really get it, and obviously that's showing up on the scoreboard. Yeah, they're extremely intelligent young men, and that goes into our coaches 
figuring out what they can handle and putting it on them and high, having high expectations of not just beating your head against the wall, just understanding the game and how we're trying to attack people and so forth. Now, you and I didn't discuss this, and I don't know how far you would want to go into talking about it. Uh, I know people know, but you suffered a loss on Monday night. You had a player injured in the JV game. Is that something you want to? Yeah, um, Dee Sullivan. Uh, Dee's a sophomore for us, uh, backup quarterback, uh, along with Montez Banks. Um, man, and I told her kids, I challenged them this week. He, Dee broke his, broke his leg in two different places on Monday night during the JV game, but we as a unit have to increase our level of toughness at practice and energy because Dee, even though he's a sophomore, was a leader for us. Um, Scout team quarterback takes shots from James Mason. I've seen him hit hit D, and D goes flying through the air, and he'll bounce back right back up like nothing happened. He is an extremely tough young man, um, has a really, really bright future, and he's going to be contributing for us uh, next year, and he's going to be making a lot of plays. Uh, I think the time frame they gave him is anywhere from three to six months, so I know he's going to be playing basketball, so hopefully after Christmas he can get back on the floor. Surgery hardwood. required on this? Yeah, he's already had surgery. Uh, me and Coach Atkins went down and spent some time with him at the ER. Um, extremely – I don't know that I've coached a tougher kid than that kid right there, so he, he's a good one and we're excited about D. The spot where you're probably going to miss him the most, he was your holder on field goals and extra points. Yeah. Uh, who will step into that role? Luke Springer. Okay. Um, Man, he, he stepped in, has done a really good job, seems calm, cool, collective, uh, in practice doing it, handles the ball, spins the ball the way we want. And Montez Banks did it quite a bit in the preseason. So we got a couple guys that can do it. Mount Juliet this week. You've had an opportunity to look at the film. I looked at the film. You and I probably look at it much differently. I've sat in the room and listened to you guys talk. And obviously, uh, you're, one thing I take away from you this early in our relationship, knowing each other as, as coach and broadcaster, detail and the deten- the attention that you put into it. What have you seen from Mount Juliet this week? Um, they're a big physical football team that defensively is going to run to the ball really well. Their inside linebackers are extremely aggressive. They're downhill. They're what you want out of a defensive guys on, on the interior. Um, uh, big bodied up front. Uh, 71's a big kid. 54 is also a big kid. They're, they're a good group. Uh, their corners are extremely athletic. you got the Sal kid in 17 and 4. Um, Defensively, they're a good group. I mean, uh, Coach Perry's take, taking pride in that. I mean, it wasn't a couple of years ago. It was week six or week seven before anybody scored on them. Uh, offensively, we've seen some changes against Stewart's Creek. They were more of their traditional wing tee that um, Mount Juliet's known for. They came out against Lebanon. They were more 20 personnel, uh, similar offense. So we'll see. I mean, um, but they're they're a good, hard-nosed football team. they got playmakers. Um, it's going to be a good football game. And um, they're well coached. They play hard. I'm nothing but praise but the way they do things. I've got one request. If you can can ask Coach Perry if you talk to him and the athletic director, Mike Duncan, called me today going over press box details. But can they not wear those black jerseys with the gray that they had in the Lebanon film? Those things were hard to pick yeah, up numbers. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard to pick up numbers for sure. Oh, that's but, funny. Yeah. Well, so this is your first road game too. Yeah, it is. So um, what does that mean for you as, I mean, your first coach is Gallatin on the road? Well, luckily, we don't really have to travel too far. True. And also, with our block scheduling, we still get those guys in fourth block. So we're going to go through our normal game day routine. We're going to go through the movie to the pregame meal. And the only thing it's really going to do is eliminate a, some of the downtime in the locker room, which I like to eliminate that anyway. So I don't think it's really going to change things too much. Uh, preseason, everything was at home. Uh, this spring we did travel. Uh, we traveled down to Columbia, and we also traveled to Blackman. So I mean, we've we've played good competition on the roads, just not been a real Friday night yet. Coach, 
thanks for being with us. Get over there and get into the rest of your meal tonight. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Enjoy. I started okay. to say we'll take a break because that's normally know, the way right? we do that's... this on terrestrial radio because, <laughs> you know, you got to take a break, pay the sponsors. We'll pay the sponsors. We're live here at Demas's Restaurant. Mm-hmm. If you're watching tonight, haven't had a meal yet, come on out, join us here, get some great food. We had a menu. Where'd the menu go? I moved they the just... menu over here oh, out okay. of the way. Well, they got the new menu, yeah, that, they, the new uh, menu. Uh, that they've got out now. We'll hold it, that up. They've I changed their... that's showing up. But... I doubt they can read it. But, Probably uh... not. If you can read that, you're really good. Yeah, I know, right. But, uh, yeah, they got their new menu. They've rebranded as it is. They've moved away from their Demas's red uh, emblem. Now it's green because they're showing fresh. They want to show everything being fresher, and they have a whole new fresh menu for everybody out there. So come on down to Demas's in Hendersonville, whether it's tonight right now or later on sometime this week go check all out going on over at demas's we might talk to somebody a representative from demas's here in just a little absolutely bit, so we'll let's get coach beasley he's here we'll bring him on in by the way if you're listening get the chicken salad it's pretty good i had it tonight oh yeah you had the chicken salad earlier so yes absolutely great sandwich L- plenty coach. of food not too heavy it was just about right when i'm sitting here in my old age doing this tonight coach thanks for being with us as he gets his, his headset on tonight. Congratulations, big win last week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, I mean, so let's talk about that win. One, uh, were you waiting to use Helton Porter? <laughs> I mean, what a run. I, I honestly, that was that really was maybe one of the best runs that I've seen so far in my, I don't know, four years of play-by-play. Uh, that run, his cut across the middle, his field vision, I mean, is, is that something that you've seen this whole time, or is this was this new? Well, Helton's been a – Good player for us. He's a senior, and he's he's made a lot of big plays for us over the past two years. So we knew he's capable of that whenever he gets a chance to run the ball. But we got a lot of competition right there at those positions right now. So um, it's it's great when any of them get in there and get their chance, and they take advantage of it. And that's what he was able to do. And the other thing I want to say about the game is um, what an awesome crowd we had there. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the school showed out, and, I, and, you know, I just wanted to make sure that our school and our fans know that we appreciate that. And we had a big, big crowd. Um, and our, our principal and our athletic director, uh, Mr. Cotter and Dr. Sarver, uh, support us so much and want to tell them we appreciate them and their support. And um, everything that goes on in our school is just awesome right now. We had, um, right. we had I think, the, the highest ACT in, in the county at, like, 22.1 was our average ACT. And we had 50. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that. 50 AP scholars. Um, in our school, so and then to have alumni like Zach and Joe doing the radio is just—I've right. had well, so Joe many compliments anyway. about yeah. them. Joe anyway. <laughs> Let's be real; everybody's there for Joe. I'm not going to lie. He came up. <laughs> I, I know he's watching, so I know I can poke fun at him here. But he came up in his sunglasses. He was in his polo. He, he was feeling, and he was like, "All right, let's go and call this game." Because I know he's been getting calls and everything. I'm getting new friend requests from people I had no idea. But they, were, oh, I loved you. I loved you and Joe, and I want to be like, I know you just love Joe. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's great. Joe's doing a great job. I've had too. several compliments on it uh, over the past week. So I, I, you guys, obviously, I'm not listening, but you guys must be doing right. a, a good job on Friday night. You, so. you mean that's not what's in that headset you've got on us? <laughs> you're not listening to them in the headset? I thought that's what that was. Coach Watson, you're not listening to us? <laughs> okay, well, probably not. I know. Well, so – Going back to, well, Helton Porter, I mean, it seems like now, are y'all running like a lottery ball situation? Just, all right, whoever wants to break a play out, we're giving you a chance today because it was it was, uh, uh, it was was Ellis Ellis last week or two weeks ago as well as uh, uh, who am I, our MVP that I'm forgetting his name, number eight, Brent, Brent Rowe, Brent Rowe. Um, and then now Helton Porter, and he's doing it on both sides of the ball as well. This yeah, last the interception week. that almost scored on as well. So. Oh, we were hoping for him to score too. We were really pulling for that touchdown on that one. But, I mean, is, what, I mean really, how it's crazy the amount of talent 
talent that you just – it doesn't matter who you have back there. Well, we got a healthy rotation, especially on offense, and the guys who work hard in practice get the opportunities to go in there. And um, Once they get their opportunity, like I said, uh, they're taking advantage of it once they get their, their chance to get the ball in their hands. And the other thing that a lot of them are doing a great job of is, is blocking for each other. Right. With our sets that we, that we line up in, you know, a lot of times we ask the, the running back that's not getting the ball to to block for the running back that is getting the ball. So um, they do that, and they know that if they block hard, then the, their teammate's going to do the same thing for them whenever it's their turn to run the ball. So they just, they've all been doing a great job, and we like to think we can keep a healthy rotation there and keep guys fresh throughout the games. What was it going into halftime last week in station camp? This will be the last station camp question we have. We'll move on to obviously the big one this week. Uh, but going into halftime, right? Well, you were two minutes outside of halftime, and pitching the shutout is what anybody wants to do. And you have beach or sorry, station camp going into a fourth and one, and then the, or I believe it was a fourth and ten actually, and then penalty came through. A uh, little extra, excessive uh, after the play activities were going on. Extracurricular. Extracurricular. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a third and ten, and we, and we had got the stop. Got the stop. And then we got a penalty afterwards. So, obviously, <laughs> we got to eliminate those. That's not going to be good situations at any times for any team. Exactly. And, uh, then, and then you kept it, they kept the chance alive, and they got the score going into halftime. What was it that you said to the guys? One, about the – you know, that's something that Joe has been talking about is the – is the uh, uh, the discipline sometimes after the play? That's where we've kind of seen, if anything, Henderson's shooting themselves in the foot in a bit. Is just the discipline after the play, of kind of the chatter. What is that kind of going on in the locker room right now about? Right. I mean, we just had to tell our kids to stay under control. I mean, that that's the main thing. I I, I don't know exactly what was said or happened out there, um, but we did something the officials saw was not right, and we got penalized for it, and it ended up costing us right there. Yeah. Um. So. We want to eliminate those mistakes, and we had several mistakes on that drive that ultimately led to a touchdown. We got the ball back with the chance to, to try to do something back uh, before the half, and, and we were unable to do that as well. So this is a little disappointing end of the half um, after playing really good throughout most of the first half, and then we turned around and we came back out in the, in the third quarter, and I felt like um, we, we played really well. Uh, big kickoff return. To start the second half, David Johnson. David Johnson, Johnson another first name that we've gotten a call that uh, not not that David Johnson from Arizona, but he was running like he was that Aaron, <laughs> David Johnson from Arizona. I mean, once again, another guy that he we hadn't seen him in the kickoff yet. He's a he's a sophomore, I believe. He's correct? a junior. Junior. So I mean, another guy that it's just it doesn't matter whoever has the ball. I, we haven't even hardly seen Isaiah Chandler yet have a chance to break off his big touchdown, even though he scored a couple here and there. But I, I mean, the amount of of, of talent you have back there is insane right now. And I, I've been I've been coining the phrase so far as on demand. I mean, it's really been on offense for you. It's just been on demand. That whenever you want to score, whoever you want to put in there, it's just it doesn't matter. It's just on demand. You got it anytime you want. I, so, think, I think that may be a little excessive. <laughs> well, you, you'll certainly find out a little bit more this week. Uh, obviously, for people at home watching, they know the history of what Beach has done in the last few years. But having watched the film, what have you seen from this edition of the Buccaneers, and what are you expecting from them come Friday night? Hey, it's it's the same beach that it always is. I mean, Coach Crabtree is an excellent coach. He does an excellent job over there with those guys. And, you know, they're going to be physical. They're going to run the ball, and, and they're going to play great on defense. And, and we're going to have to try to match their intensity and hopefully be able to play with them. You know, they're that good. They're 3-0 and and put up 67 last week. Um and played it. Uh, I think they're ranked number two in 5A right now, and mm-hmm. they beat uh, Henry County. I don't know what they were ranked before Beach beat them, but I think they were ranked up there pretty high. And I then, think they were fifth at one point in time and then had lost two games now and then fallen right. down. 
but part of the reason they've fallen out is because of beats. Because, so, right, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they're undefeated, and, and they're going to come in here with, with bad intentions, I'm sure, for us and and want to – Want to want to make another statement to add to their their undefeated season so far. So we want to try to match their intensity and come out and play hard. Um, you know, rotate guys in there as we can to keep people fresh and and like I said, you know, hopefully have a chance to win the game at, at, at come fourth quarter. Uh- at the end of the station camp game, Joe and I were talking about it. I was getting his perspective from his days playing at Beach because when he was playing Beach, it had been a while since Hendersonville had won against Beach. And, of course, our senior year was the year that Cameron Russell got the stop on fourth down mm-hmm. right at the goal line. Uh, and he talked about you know his preparation for it. It, it, it. There was more focus. Now, I know as a coach you always want to say, yes, we're always focused, we're always ready. But do you feel that there's a little bit different for this game more particular? Or is it is it really strictly just business as usual? You know, you, you, as a coach, you try to make every game as business as usual. But, I mean, when you play in-county rivals, whether it's, you know, Beach or Station Camp or Gallatin, you know, you know the kids on both sides, of the, both sides of the ball know that there's a little something different with these games because they are in-county. They do see these kids a lot. You know, they, they did play Little League with a lot of these kids that they're playing against now. So they go out there and they want to do it. So as much as you want to say it's business as usual and as a coach you try to you try to treat it like that, you know the players are thinking about, uh, you know, some other things and right. want to win a little bit more. But it's not true just for us. So it's true for both sides. So the key thing for us is to play under control, play the way we want to play and, and um, um, match the intensity of the opponent. Are you going classic black on, on black tonight, or Friday night or is it going to be Joe was wondering when the camo H's are coming back out? Well, you know, you're going to have to wait till Friday to see what we're doing. Oh, right. oh, you tried to get him to give away a <laughs> I tried a little bit. I, tried, I thought I go. snuck it in there quick. Good, good you know, job, Coach. I, I like that. <laughs> keep, keep him guessing. I mean, it, it really is going to be, I mean, Battle of Hendersonville now. I believe that's the, the official coined title of what Hendersonville and Beach going up against each other. But, I mean, this – in your perspective, is is there a better time of the year? I mean, I know either either opponent where you're playing in county, but is is Hennett Beach just that little bit more of a more fun Friday night, especially being back home? Well, I, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter to us when we play. We, yeah. as, long, <laughs> as long as we get to play these teams, you know, throughout the year, it, we'll, we'll play whoever shows up on our schedule whenever they show up and do the best we can with it. And that's kind of what makes Sumner County football special. We hear a lot about, obviously, Rutherford County and what they've got going on. Mm-hmm. But I would put the rivalries here uh, equal to anybody anywhere in the state you can find, with the exception of maybe Maryville and Alcoa, who that's a blood feud up there that – <laughs> you know, that's just a different thing. But just the rivalries here, I think, is what makes this special. I, I think so. I mean, I, like uh, Jack was talking about when Joe played here and we lost to him several years in a row there and finally finally beat him. I think the whole school felt like, <laughs> There you know, was a weight that, lifted. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was exciting The curse time. is over, so, mm-hmm. so to speak, yeah. So – any other any other t- tips or tricks that you're going to pull out there? Or we're not going into the game plan, so I can't. No, I Zach, can't, he's not going to tell you he's anything outside to start the game I'm, or I'm run a fake nosy. punt. Yeah. I'm too nosy. Let me too tell nosy. you all the trick plays we're going to run and when right. we're going to do. <laughs> but I, you know, it is here. Who? I mean, do you do you expect a certain back that's going to be breaking out the 50 plus yard touchdown this week? Or well, I hope I hope you hand the ball to right. 
It really hey, is great. Zach, I'm, he doesn't care if you come out of the bleachers. Right. Anyway. You, if you come out and try to run, we're in trouble. But if, if Hey, i got a quick left move. But there you go. Seriously, it's anybody, right? You don't, <laughs> if Joe's blocking for you, you may be able hey, to get through there. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> As a coach, you, you don't care. You just want points. You want good football. It doesn't matter who scores, who makes the tackle, who gets the interception. Who, who does what as long as it's effective and works and, and your kids are doing what you've coached them to do. Right. We, the main thing, we want our kids to play hard. And uh, if they do that, we think everything else will take care of itself and, and we'll let the chips fall where they may. If, if we feel like we played the best we can, you know, I think uh, we'll be happy with, with the end result. Is there Now, we'll get you out of here with this last question for Beach. Uh, is, is there anything you want to say to the fans? One, you already think how great it was at Station Camp, how they showed out, so you can only imagine how they're going to show out at Beach. But is there anything that you want the fans to hear as we have them watching? We're talking to 1,500 people here in the Sumner County area just live on Facebook. So, I mean, is there anything that you want to talk about that, you know, that you want the fans to know, or do you want ever? Is is it a blackout? Is it a whiteout? What are we doing? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I just, I just want you there. I we appreciate your support, and uh, you know, it's an awesome atmosphere. It's an awesome atmosphere last week. Uh, I don't even think our band could sit down in, in our stands. I know we were in the visitor stands. No, they were standing. Yeah, yes, they were the, standing. The on band the side. had to stand up uh, throughout the game uh, because our, our fans had packed their their stands. And I hope, I hope our band has to stand up this week. I hope I hope we pack our home stands that full and. And there's oh, yeah. no place for the bands to go. So, I can only um, see it. You know, I just want to tell everybody we appreciate them. We appreciate the support from the school, from the community, and we want you to come out this week and, and show up and, and be there for us. Awesome, and, Coach. Hey, he's going to coach football, and you'll find out what uniforms they're wearing. I know, Friday I'm night about, about what, uh, 5.30 or so when you guys come out to warm up, something like that, you'll see the uniform about then. Well, we do our, we, we do our commando walk around our stadium at 5 o'clock, and uh, we'll be in our uniforms at that point. And uh, – so we'll walk around, and, and then at about uh, 5.45 is when we'll go out into the field and start uh, start a warm-up. So there you go. At 5 o'clock Friday night, you'll get to figure out what they're wearing. Oh, I'm there. I'm already there. I'm there at like 4. Well, so, I know, you know, but at 5 o'clock when they come out, then you'll know what they're wearing. There Real quick on an injury update, Logan Spurrier, are we expecting to see him this week or because he's been out with the back spasms? I have no comment about Spurrier. Okay. All right. Well, there it is. That's keeping it tight to your chest. I, I appreciate it. And, Coach, obviously, good luck this Friday, and we'll see you out there. And it's going to be a blowout. So, anybody – also, go ahead and buy your tickets, too. It's going to be a blowout festivity. <laughs> it's going to be a blowout festivity. I'm not, I'm not picking the score here. I'm just saying Woo! it's going to be a fun time. Hey, he's going to step off in it big time yeah. with both feet tonight, isn't he? <laughs> hey, I'll say this about Spurrier. He's related to Steve, right? He is related there, to so Steve Spurrier. There you go. See, That's I got a comment out of him. That's how you do it, Zach. <laughs> just got to have the friendly face. Exactly. Well, you set it up where you can't fail. He's, right. he's, that's common knowledge, so he's going to go there. So. Okay. Well, there. thank you, Coach, for coming on, and then yes, we'll sir. see you Friday. All right. Thank you, guys. Oh, man, you can't, can't get nothing out of him, man. This guy's a steel I, trap. I did. I did. <laughs> I know. You did. You hey, did. <laughs> that's experience. That's, that's how you, you, you go about doing it. No. Uh, it's going to be a great game. It, it I, is. I it's going to be a great I don't mean night. Blowout, I don't mean blowout score, but right. I just know being, seeing the Hendersonville Beach games from both sides, whether but it's hey, at Beach or at Hendersonville. A teaching moment here. Don't use the word blowout, blowout unless know, it's a blowout. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it, it really is. It's, it's a exciting, show out, A maybe. show out there completely. Go. It's going to yeah. be an exciting time for both schools just well, because it is. And it's going to be that way throughout because I mentioned, of course, Gallatin Mount Juliet playing. Coach Justin Geisinger is here from Pope John. They're going down to Father Ryan, the Bishop Cup Bowl. Those two are going to get together and do their thing. Thing. I'm sure that will probably be a packed house crowd. Uh, you oh, know, oh so of course it will. There, there's, there's some big games. Westmoreland at White's Creek, even though it is at White's Creek, that's a big game for Westmoreland. They're stepping up a couple of levels or a level, uh, I 
trying to remember if White's Creek is three or four A. I can't remember right off the top of my head. But there, West Mullen's going up. Yep. White House is going up to play five A, but they're four A. Uh, so uh, some big games, but uh, obviously those three at the top of the list: the Beach, Hendersonville, Mount Juliet, Gallatin, uh, Pope John, and Father Ryan. Come on in here, Coach. Uh, are, are the three, How we doing? Uh, I guess you could say, marquee games this particular week. And that's the great thing about Sumner County again, and I'll say it because that's why Sumner County football, I think, is as good as anybody in the mid in the state because you can find these marquee matchups throughout right. at any point in time. Coach Justin Geisinger, thanks for being with us here again this week. Absolutely. Uh, tough week last night for you, or last week, I should say, not last night, uh, in the game against McCauley. Take us kind of through – uh, how that game kind of played out. Briarcrest. Actually. Or Briarcrest, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it was, um, you know, we knew we had a work cut out for him, uh, for us last week. Uh, Briarcrest, you know, you look at them on paper, top to bottom, you know, they, uh, they're they loaded with a, a large line of scrimmage, um, you know, several Division One kids up there. And, um, you know, it doesn't get any easier. They've, you know, Jabari Small, they're running back. And I think we did a good job. Um, <clears throat> early in the ball game defensively, kind of keeping us in. We had a hard time uh, getting some things going on the ground offensively. And, you know, for us, um, we need to be able to run, you know, we have to be able to run the, run the football effectively in our offense to, to get some things going. So we, um, you know, we struggled. We struggled early on. We were able to kind of get a little bit of momentum, had a kickoff return for a touchdown in the second half, but just weren't able to kind of capitalize on, on that momentum and keep things going. Um, but, it, you know, hats off to Briarcrest. I mean, they're, they're a really good football team. I'd say they're one of the better teams um, in Division Two large this year, just looking at their roster. But certainly, um, you know, in this league at that level, <laughs> the level we play, it's it's going to be that way each and every week. So every every team we play here on out has a chance to beat you. And um, we know that. And went back to the drawing board this week and know we have to have a better, more consistent week of preparation. And, um so excited, excited to get into a non-region play this week with with the Father Ryan team. It's, so that's a little different, not being in the region, but um, always a, a fun game. Two two years back to back now, you you've taken the Bishop Cup home in fantastic style. Uh, yeah, on three, years. Three, three years, three years, three years. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. Yeah. Two years I've been there. Two years that <laughs> I've been there. Him one, I know I shorted on, him one. I know. So, but. It, the two years, the last two years that I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, it was at Father Ryan, the first year that I started calling for JP2, and it was uh, the ghost pass, uh, sure. the wide receiver pass. Yeah. I did that, yeah. And then, and then this, this past year, it was the drive by Ben Nixon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking about these those past three, so now sure. you're in the last three years looking forward to this new squad, a different different man squad, really. Mm-hmm. It has been each year, too. Yeah. You know, what, what are you looking forward to in this new game? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm – I'm looking forward to a great game. I mean, I think every year, I mean, the last three years, this game has been determined by 10 points or less combined. So right. it just shows you uh, it's come down to one or two plays and any of these games could have gone either way. Fortunately, the last three years they've gone our way, but um, it, it, Father Ryan has a very well-coached, well-disciplined, you know, team that's going to battle. They're going to be sound. They got some really good talent. Um, they're going to play hard. Um, you know, obviously the fact that we've come out on top the last three years, we know we're going to get everything they got. And I think our kids expect that and are prepared for that. Um, but to kind of answer your question, I mean, it's a different, we have a different team. Everything, every team's different every year. Um, you know, you have a different senior class, a different group of leadership. And, um, you know, I like our group. I I like our group a lot. And I think, um, you know, we're still settling in. I think our, our best football is still, ahead of us, which is a good thing as, as we still have a lot of, a lot of season to play here and, and a lot of region games left. But 
Um, you know, we, we've got some experience. You know, our roster is kind of balanced. We've got some, some really big, you know, good experience in some areas and a lot of youth in some other areas. So it's kind of one end of the extreme or the other. You've got some three- and four-year starters, and you got one-year starters. So it's kind of, it's kind of um, you know, top to bottom there as far as so, <clears throat> you know. Um, but I'm looking forward. I, it, it, this game always has a great environment. Our student bodies, you know, get involved, obviously, with the two, the two schools within the diocese right. or – you know, very connected and really have the same, you know, mission working together for a lot of reasons. And uh, so it should be a fun evening. You mentioned, and this is what I think is, is so great about football, but one or two plays literally can can change and determine a, a lot of times the outset or outcome of a game. And I'll take you just to Sunday to use the Titans as an example. Third quarter, yeah. if you didn't watch that game, if you just look at the score and it's a 30-point game, you think they killed them. But it was a two-point game late in the third quarter, and one play changed momentum and then the snowball effect. It, it really can come down to legitimately yep. one or two plays to decide whether you win or lose a football game any given night. No, no question. And and that's kind of what we preach to our kids, you know, it, it, and it starts with, it doesn't start on Friday night. It starts on Monday, then on Tuesday, then on Wednesday. And we told them, Hey, we had a great day of preparation yesterday. We kind of had to battle the heat a little bit, and, mm-hmm. you know, being, being mid September in Nashville, you're still going to have that, but we, uh, you know, we, we, we're looking to win the day and, and, and win that next rep because that's the only rep that matters. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with adversity is something we talk about all the time because, you know, we're going to battle adversity, you know, we want to expect our kids to make great plays because they have and they've been there before. But um, when something bad happens, because these other teams have good players and they're well coached too, and they're going to make their plays too. But you know, if, at the end of the night, it comes down to hey, who who made more? And um, you know, that, that's usually that's usually how it happens. Right. Yeah, you, you mentioned the heat. How has that? And obviously, it can help with conditioning, uh, and obviously adds another layer to it because you're teaching now hydration to keep yep. kids from getting the cramps because once you've had an issue with that you never really want to go through it again it's not it's not a you know it's not like a broken leg or anything like that but it, at the time you're going through it it's not something sure. that you want to have how do how does the heat kind of change or affect what you guys do as far as the practice um I don't think – I mean, you know, the Tito Osteboy has, has a great policy in place for heat. And, you know, uh, we have an athletic trainer that stays on top of that, a full-time guy, does a really good job. And the safety of the kids is first. I mean, that's first and foremost. So, um, you know, that heat policy is in, in, in place to protect the kids as far as, you know, when equipment goes on or comes off or when you got to take it inside and those sort of things. Um, but the nature of a game, when it's a 7 o'clock game, I mean, you still have pretty high heat indexes, but generally you're able to play and – you're right. I mean, that, that kind of, I mean, hydration throughout the week, and we, we talk about it, and we preach it, and we preach nutrition, and we've, you know, we, we have a good program in place for that for our kids, and um, all that, and taking care of their bodies, and 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 obviously the conditioning is a piece of it too. But um, you know that that's important, and that starts you know the minute the game's over throughout the weekend for that next week. You can't just cram it in on a Thursday night and expect to be hydrated on a Friday. Um, so, yeah, we absolutely emphasize that a lot, and we have some kids that play both ways, too, that are playing a lot of snaps, and, you know, that, that's a difference maker. Late in ball games, if you've got a guy or guys are falling out, um, you know, versus a team that's uh, got their guys in there to make plays, and that's a lot of times in close games when those plays are made in the fourth quarter somewhere, you know, they're going to make a play or, 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 or we're going to make a play. So, um, but but that absolutely has, has, a, has an, you know, an impact for sure. Right. Uh, now, of course, Bishop Cup coming up. What, you know, we talked about a little bit last week about kids keeping their mind right for the game of the week of, but now we're in that game the week of that the kids talk about. You know, what has been the preparation, and and have you been trying to really kind of reel in the kids, or do you feel that these kids are 
they're they're good right now. Well, uh, you know, I'm not naive enough to know that, that <laughs> they understand this is this is a big game for them, right? You know, a lot of them have grown up grown up in the same parochial schools, the same Catholic middle schools, and they've kind of split their separate ways. So right. They still have those connections, so it's it's a fun kind of rivalry rivalry from that standpoint. But our mission and what we talk about all the time with our team and is we we really don't want it to look like any different as our preparation is for a scrimmage, as it is for a game like this, as it is for a, a playoff game. It doesn't matter. You know, we want to be at our highest level in every rep, every practice that we do throughout the week. And that's easier said than done, and we understand that. And it's, you know, kids are going to fall short of that at times. But, but that's our standard, and our kids know that. And I think over the course of the last several years, our kids are buying into that. So, they're able to be a lot more even keel in games like this. Right. And they're going to understand, hey, there's going to be a lot of emotion. And there's going to be a lot of things, but that's going to die down. It's going to become a football game. You know, it's still 120-yard mm-hmm. field. You know, it's right. still it's still the same dimensions. As, 120 as, by 53. There you go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, you know, it, it it is what it is from that standpoint. It's going to turn into a good football game, um, you know, against a very, like I said, well-disciplined, good, you know, well-coached and talented football team in Father Ryan. So, it, it, uh, you know. And our kids know that, and I think they expect that, and they've so far had a good week of preparation, and we'll come back tomorrow and clean some things up, and we'll get, re- we'll get ready to go. Two and one right now on the year. Mm-hmm. What have you seen so far from, the, from these group of guys, and more specifically Sawyer Watts now at the quarterback position? Um, you know, I think, I think I mentioned on it last week, I think <laughs> Sawyer is an extremely talented athlete and good kid who uh, uh, played a lot of receiver for us last year and started mm-hmm. games at receiver for us, but he's new to playing quarterback in this offense. So, I mean, he's, he's going to have his growing pains and he made some mistakes last week, but he also did some really good things. And, um, you know, so he's going to have his bumps in the road for sure. Like any quarterback will, and any quarterback you see that goes on to be great. They've all had those times. So, um, but you know, he is, I think, and I told you this before, I think his best football is going to continue to come as we go through the course of the season, as you get experience and game experience in this league is, is a big deal because these defenses are very well coached. They're disciplined, and you know that if, if 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 you miss your reads, you miss your keys. They're going to make you wrong. So, right. Um, and and he's understanding that very quickly, and he's he's maturing within the system. And I'm excited to see him uh, go into week four here. How's it been having Roy Wright, your your Air Force commit, in these three games in his final season sure. as a knight? I yeah. mean, you know, of course, the big target that he is. Yeah. I mean, phenomenal kid. First of all, you know, he, he was elected captain by his teammates. Um, so that's that says a lot. Anytime you get those guys that are elected a, a captain, and we've had several of them this year, but he he was one of the one of the highest voted guys. And you, when you look at that, he's a guy that's got respect from his teammates because he's not allowed. He's not a raw raw guy, um, but he's a guy that, that that leads by example, leads by con- consistency. He's been product- productive. He's um, a guy that you know um, has really been a great great kind of the leader for our young guys to to see a guy that came and he played a lot of football in his younger years for us, but just to see his growth and what he's been able to do over the, the last several years. And now obviously he's a recognized guy that teams are going to, teams are going to look at and he understands, Hey, teams are going to, you know, they're, they're going to roll coverages and do some things to try to take care of him. And we've got three or four or five other capable guys, you know, right behind him that are going to have to step up and make plays for us when, when those things happen. And we know that. And, so we're excited to see that as well. But, yeah, Rory's a great kid, and I think he's going to fit really well at his academy. So I mm-hmm. think he's that type of kid. 
you mentioned him him not being a rah-rah type of guy. There's different styles of leadership, different pers- just like personalities, obviously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a lot of times it's good for a team to have two or three different guys <laughs> yeah. that are all leaders but maybe lead one rah-rah, one sure. you know, in-your-face, hey, you did it wrong, straighten up, do it right, yeah. and then the guy that just goes out and does it by example. Yeah, and I think – you know, all our leaders now, um, and like I said, every team's different. So it's funny you see a senior class from last year versus this senior class, and this senior class is very different, not in a bad way, just different than last year's senior class. And all these guys, I mean, they're, they're still learning to lead, right, because they had, you know, the situations, and that's kind of how it should be. I mean, you have a, a, a when you get to a senior, to be a senior, you're in a position, kind of a positional leadership where, hey, you're a senior, so you're in that position to lead, but that doesn't make you a great leader. It's what are you going to do? with that position of power now. Um, and that's really what we've been working on with them. Um, you know, our defensive coordinator, Brian Sneed, um, and I, you know, have, have kind of come together and he, he's done a great job um, with, with our leadership committee. And we, we have a leadership committee and we've worked with these guys in the offseason um, based it off a book by John Maxwell called The Five Levels of Leadership. And it's been really good for our kids. Um, and we're trying to grow these guys as leaders because don't, I don't think, I mean, you, you can have some leadership qualities, but you can also be taught. Um, some things, and and and, and um, I think it's been good for them, and we're going to continue to grow them through the season because we want them to be at their highest point come November, and we want them peaking then. So that's, as that's we let one. you get away, coach, uh, high school football <clears throat> is more than just football. You're teaching guys life lessons that when they're you're and I, well, my age, I'm a little older than you, but when they when they get up in in years in life and are out of school and into the professional world, things that they learn, not about the X's and O's, not about blocking and tackling, but yep. just about leadership and sure. about character yeah. and those types of things is what a lot of what high school football is about. And people miss that, I think, on Friday nights because they're worried about and right. watching the game that's taking place on the Getting field. and the X and O's. Yeah, and, and no, not yeah. really all of the things that can be uh, accomplished by high school football coaches to teach these kids more than just what you're going to get on the football field. No, I mean, you, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I think, um, and that's what our program's about. And I think if you talk to, you know, most of these high school football coaches around the area, they're going to tell you the same thing of right. the, the why. Why are they high school football coaches? It's not to win football games or w- win state championship rings. And all those things are um, what we call perishable crowns in our program, right? They're not going to last forever. But the unperishable crowns that we talk about are the relationships that are built um, the qualities, the life lessons these guys learn in high school football, um, and the things they're going to take with them well beyond. So for me, it's fun watching these kids come back, whether they're college football players or whether they just go on to be college students and they come back to our program in the summer to work out with us or be around the program and see how they're thriving and they've used kind of some of the skill set that they've learned with us and kind of take that beyond JP2 and, and beyond. Because it's not it's not just with our football program. I think it's with our entire school really embodies that. and. Um, and it's fun. That's why it's kind of a special place to be at. But, I mean, if anybody, if you know, any, any high school football coach is in, in it for reasons other than that, then they're probably not doing the right thing because, you know, most the vast majority of these kids with football careers are going to end in one, two, three, or four years. And, um, you know, some fortunate guys will go on and play for a few more. But, you know, um, to me, there's, there's, no, there's no other sport that kind of parallels the, the same things that this can teach, and it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool thing. Let me take you back to the year 2000, Coach. <laughs> Yep. And uh, I've been, I've did a little re- I was doing research on you as a whole, <laughs> right? I, I, I really tried to live in. Do we know where this is going? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You may we not, stop him now. You may not. And and I'll show you here on the computer. But uh-huh. 
for 25 cents, oh, look at that. you could pick up your own Super Bowl of high school football. Justin Geisinger. I think, I think that went up in price a little bit. I think I, <laughs> I think that was only 10 cents. A high few school weeks ago. football card. <laughs> really? <laughs> high school football card with the go. meanest looking senior, I'm assuming, of that class. Oh, jeez. Yeah, those were, those were some times. Well, yeah, keep, that hey, keep that picture. We'll post it on Facebook. Yeah, we're going to post it up, especially in the nightclub. And I haven't seen it, so I've got to check that that out when we get done coach your meals over there let's let you get over and get to some food absolutely. thanks for being with us thanks for having we, me we love having you, you in absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. Big, big game for pope john oh, coming up on, Bishop Cup, on you yeah me? it doesn't i mean it really doesn't get any bigger inside of regular season for either team and and, and he's even and coach eisinger's already said this even last center this game yes it's a football game but both of these very christ-centered schools and they're gonna you know they want to they want to make sure that they're showing that message inside of their game on and off the field as well so it's and, huge. and, and by the way I, I wouldn't want him angry at me because he's still a big are big you kidding man. me yes he, he, this guy could go back to the nfl tomorrow he, probably he's, he's large and in charge but, okay, let's go through and pick some games. I'm not going to pick the Gallatin game. We'll keep you're it not, quick. We're right on an hour. Well, you're not going to pick the, the Beach-Hendersonville Beach, game. Hendersonville. I, I'm going to take Beach in that game simply because they're undefeated. They're uh, playing good football. Not that Hendersonville is not, but I just feel like maybe Beach has a little something special uh, this year in that squad because of the way that they were tested and in the semifinals last year and avenged their loss to Henry County and kind of what they're doing. So I'll take them. You picked the Mount Juliet Gallatin game. Uh, well, we talked about it a little bit beforehand, and, and, you know, this isn't the same Mount Juliet team that we've seen past years. And what can you say about this Gallatin team right now? The energy that they have in the program, not only in the community, but just the program alone uh, is insane right now. And if we're taking – common opponents as a barometer look at Lebanon correct it was it was 20 28 for Gallatin 24 or 20 28 to 7 Gallatin 24 7 Mount Juliet both defeating Lebanon if I'm picking that one I'm saying it's a close game Gallatin's going to get the edge over it maybe a field goal game Westmoreland White's Creek just give, give me a White's winner Creek. I'm gonna go I, White's I'm gonna Creek take on White's one. Creek as, as well coach Jack, Guy Singer's here if you pick against him he may come after for you. Pete for Pete, I think JP two does it again. I mean, they 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 found ways to beat them now three years in a row. These are still they still have a lot of senior latent guys who have been there and won Bishop Cups already in the hard ways too. So I mean, they still have proven guys ready to go out there. They don't have their Ben Nixon running a quarterback, but still, uh, they you know it's it it they've already been. I think I'm going I'm going JP two. Me too. Springfield Station Camp. That's I think probably yeah. a, a no brainer at this sorry, point to have Station to pick Springfield. Camp, I, yeah, it's no no disrespect intended, but obviously. Uh, where they are and kind of how they've struggled. Springfield's a good football team. You got to if you're They're if you're picking, you're, you're picking. Yeah, you're going to pick Springfield to win that football remember, game. Obviously, we hope Station Camp does, oh, yeah, but I think course. Springfield. And finally, White House is Hunter's Lane. I'm taking White House in that one. Probably yeah. Hunter's, Hunter's Lane still. The team, yeah, they're still trying to come right. up. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again to Demas Restaurant here in Hendersonville. I mean, really, if you're not like you said, you may not come out tonight, but come on in here in the next couple of days. Get you the new menu. Check out their new menu. They're happy. Happy hour they have going on 24 hours, not really 24. As long as the building's open, they have their happy hour going as well. And then also their new, like I said, their new menu, they're, they're, everything's fresh now. Everything's fresh. And be sure to check out to Greg and I's broadcast equally. One Greg on Gallatin this week and then me, of course, on Hendersonville. And everybody else, too, because Station you can hear Camp. Station Camp. You can hear White House. You can hear Pope John's. Uh, broadcast. Mr. You can hear Willie the Westmoreland game. Yeah. Absolutely. You can hear every one of these Sumner County games that involve a Sumner County team being played this weekend. You can hear on the WHIN radio network. Go on WHINradio.com. Click on the high school yep. football. Scroll down the link. Pick the team you want. Click on it, and you get that football game. 
7 o'clock is the start time for all of the games, I think, this yep. week as I look through. Everybody's starting at 7. We'll be on live at 6 o'clock with the Gallatin broadcast, you and Joe at 6.40. Everybody else pretty much is 640, 6.40. 6.40 on the, on the stream games. And if you can attend one of these football games, it doesn't matter which one. It doesn't matter where you go, whether it's in Sumner County, whether you take a road trip. Go out and support these teams if you're a fan of any one of these schools. Oh. Uh, it, it's been a great season so far. Three weeks in, still seven weeks of the regular season to go. We're excited to be doing looking, what we're doing and be back here at Demas's next Wednesday night, six o'clock, and we'll see you then. Oh yeah, and like like Greg, just to pick up back off what Greg said, if you're just wanting to watch a football game live, this is the week to do it. You can you can sling a dead possum around all the games, and you're going to land on a great football game. There you go. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know if I'd want to sling a dead possum. Well, anyway. it's it's that it's that prevalent. It this must week. be a Hendersonville thing, right? All right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much. We will see have you a great next week. Time.